Hey friends, and welcome to the Mind and Body Strong podcast, a place for women to redefine their relationship with food in their bodies, tune into their inner wisdom, and become the best version of themselves. I'm your host, Katie Pichinowski, a health and mindset coach, intuitive eating and health at every size advocate, nap queen, and bookworm. Join me each week for empowering conversations, stories, and actual steps to help you master your mindset and drop the obsession around food and your body so you can love the skin you're in. I can't wait to guide you towards unlocking your highest potential. And that journey starts right now. Let's jump in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Mind and Body Strong podcast. Today, I'm super excited to talk to you about body respect and finding more body respect. So what exactly does body respect even mean? I think that in our society, we hear a lot about like the body positive and talking to yourself in a positive way, you know, that's definitely an amazing thing. And we want to find this self-love for ourselves, which is fantastic. But I think that it's really important to find this place of respect. And I'm going to talk more about what that means because it's an unrealistic goal to hold for ourselves that we're going to feel amazing about every single part of our body every single day. I'll be honest for myself. I mean, there's plenty of days where I'm like, man, you know, my stomach is just hanging over my pants. It doesn't feel great. I'm not super a fan of that. And I might feel like my arms are feeling really big. I might just feel like heavy in my body that day or might feel bloated because of certain foods I've eaten or even because I'm going to be on my period, haven't slept enough. There's so many different things that contribute to how our bodies feel daily and it's constantly changing. Something that I like to share a lot is that our bodies are not permanent. They are constantly changing. So to hang our hat to feel confident based on how we feel is like, shooting at a moving target. I mean, it's just constantly moving. We don't have this place of where we can feel grounded, where we can feel settled, where we can make choices from a place that's constant. And that's where we are working towards with body respect, okay? So body respect. What does body respect look like? And I like to describe body respect as like this mid-grounds, this like stability, this foundation on our way to finding self-love and body love, really. Because from this place of respect, we can really take care of our bodies in a way that that makes us still feel good and doesn't lead towards self-sabotaging behaviors, okay? So what does body respect look like? It can look like dressing your body in clothes that fit because when we're wearing clothes that are too tight and constantly pinching us it's like a reminder to constantly pick battles with ourselves I've done this myself in wearing clothes that are just too tight because I was resisting going up a size when really the only reason I was resisting going up a size to feel more comfortable in wearing my clothes is because of this expectation and this idea around what that size meant about me and that was just a thought in my head a belief that I was stemming from so instead of dropping that belief and letting that belief go because it wasn't serving me I held on to it and created all this resistance and was constantly picking battles with myself when I was wearing clothes that didn't fit and it was just a headache 
until I finally just released that belief and said, you know, thank you for being here and getting me to where I'm at, but I no longer need you. You're not serving me. And I just bought the clothes that fit, that supported my body where it was at and made me feel good and confident in my skin. So body respect can look like dressing your clothes, dressing yourself in clothes that fit. Body respect can also look like eating foods that give you energy. I think when you ask people, what foods do you feel like are draining your energy? I think most people can name a few. I know that I certainly could. So in the other aspect is what foods give you energy? What foods that when you eat them, you feel energized and you have more energy to go out there and do the things you need to do? I think most people can narrow down at least a few of those. So eating foods that give you energy is another way that we can show our body respect. Resting. This is a big one. Resting when you need rest is another way to show body respect. I think oftentimes we think that we need to power through everything we do. Don't rest until it's done is a big mantra that I feel like a lot of us live by. But really, who is that serving? I know for sure it wasn't serving me because when I was working from this place of constant sleep deprivation, I was constantly searching for more energy because I was tired and energy often comes from food, which means that oftentimes I was overeating simply for the fact that I was tired and going towards those foods that give you an instant energy, like foods that are high in sugar, foods that are high in carbohydrates, because our body knows that I'm craving energy. And I know that these foods are what I'm going to send out craving signals for because we need energy like we're lacking energy here so giving yourself the permission to rest when you need rest and to release these expectations around needing to do everything perfect right now or everything needing to be done right now is going to be super helpful in helping you find body respect also moving your body in ways that feel joyful to you is a great way to show body respect and the expectation that you're releasing here is that Movement has to look a certain way or be a certain time frame or even burn calories. It doesn't have to mean any of that. We are releasing expectations around what movement has to look like because it doesn't have to look like anything. My biggest mantra that I share with my clients about movement is to move in any way that you enjoy for whatever amount of time at whatever intensity you feel like. It doesn't have to be this prescribed amount of reps or sets or time or calories burned. It doesn't have to look like that. It could be just cleaning up around your house. That's how you're moving today and acknowledging that that makes you feel good, like cleaning and moving around, or maybe you enjoy dancing and you want to throw on some great music and just dance around your house. Like, I I don't know what it looks like for you, but finding those movements that are joyful, that make you feel good in your own skin is so amazing. I actually had a client who found out that she loved kayaking and would purposely make time for kayaking because it was joyful for her. But if we're constantly putting ourselves in this place where we feel like we have to do a certain form of movement, so say, In order to be successful with movement, I believe that I have to do 30 minutes of an at-home workout every single day or I am unsuccessful. You're really setting yourself up for feeling disappointed. And 
if you don't enjoy that particular exercise, you're going to find reasons to not do said exercise. So when I'm working with my clients and really diving deep into our relationship with food and our body, one of the things is really disconnecting this expectation around what exercise needs to look like and really discovering different ways in which you feel good moving. And that, again, can look like anything. And I think it's a fun little experiment that you can do to find out new ways to move your body that you actually enjoy because the more you enjoy them, the more you find time and do them and the more consistent you are with doing them because they're joyful. It's an amazing phenomenon, I know. So moving your body is another way to show body respect. Also, honoring your hunger and fullness cues. This is one that I really dive into, especially with my one-on-one clients, because this allows you to turn into your inner wisdom. This allows you to release the expectations of what you should be eating or any kind of dieting rules and really releasing all of that and really just turning into your body and feeling what hunger feels like for you. I think finding what hunger feels like for every individual person, it's it's so unique. And when I ask this question to my clients, oftentimes they're like, I don't know. I don't know what hunger feels like in my body. Because oftentimes we only think that the only sign of hunger is that growling in our stomach. But it can actually show up in a lot of different ways. It's very individualistic. And that's one thing that I help my clients do is really tune into that, that hunger and really fullness as well. I have a lot of tips that I give them as far as finding that fullness level that feels good for them, that gives them energy. And fullness is one of those things too that just allows us to experience food, like hunger and fullness both. When we honor those and turn into that inner wisdom and release all the shoulds about what we should be eating, how much and when, we can really honor what our body needs in that day, which is ever-changing. And that goes back to just our body is changing every single day. Our needs for food and energy and sleep and rest, they change daily. So to set some kind of unrealistic expectation is really not serving us because it really is ever-changing. So taking a look at these levels and being able to eat whatever you feel like is joyful in that moment and just in honoring your hunger and fullness is a great way to show respect for your body. And taking care of emotional needs. This is a big one. I used to really identify as an emotional eater, but really what I found was that I wanted to do anything to avoid eating or sorry, to avoid emotions. So I would eat in order to avoid emotions. And so it wasn't as much of, oh, I'm sad. So I'm, I'm eating, which sometimes did happen. It was more like, I don't want to feel these feelings anymore. So I'm going to distract myself with said activity called eating. (laughs) And people choose to buffer in different ways to help them through emotional needs. But I think One of the things that has been really helpful is just acknowledging those emotions, not trying to change them all the time because denying yourself that you're feeling a certain way can really be counterproductive. We need to be able to acknowledge where we're at. We don't have to be positive all the time. I don't recommend living in a place of negativity, but accepting and acknowledging that you feel sad or embarrassed or scared or angry and acknowledging that you have those feelings and then working from that place to reframe them to something that feels better because really our feelings control a lot of 
our actions in our life. And so really diving deep into that helps us to walk through life with just more ownership around how we feel. Turning into acknowledging that and then reframing that and choosing to tell a different story can really be beneficial in taking care of your emotional needs and really asking yourself, what is it that I need right now? I know when I was recovering from binge eating a lot, it still looked like in in recovery process, it still looked like eating a lot of food and binge eating. And I was building my awareness muscle. And I remember retraining my thoughts to be like, oh, this is interesting that I'm eating this bag of pretzels and I, I don't feel like stopping. I wonder what I could be feeling right now, or I wonder what I could be resisting right now, or I wonder what I'm restricting in my life right now. And really taking a look at that and asking myself those hard questions and saying, what do I really need right now? Do I need connection? Do I need to call my boyfriend or my mom or my dad and feel some connection? Do I need rest? Do I just need to take a nap? Do I need movement? Because movement really does help me feel good in my body. Do I need to do some yoga or maybe go on a run or do some weightlifting? That really helps me work through my emotional needs. And I really truly, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I look at my my binge eating as such a, with such gratitude now because it was my compass for figuring out how to better cope with my emotions so that now food is still a comforting thing, of course, and it should be. But I'm able to ask myself those better questions to find out what emotionally I need right now in order to help me feel better. And I've found so many other coping mechanisms that help me do that without food, which is really what this whole process is about. So body respect. So many different things and none of them, none of them require you to look a certain way, to weigh a certain weight, to be in this pursuit of weight loss. None of it is required for you to find this place of respect where you feel like you want to take care of your body. Think about it like someone you really respect in your life. Think of that person that you have in your life that you just really respect. You're like, yes, this person is so amazing. I would do anything for them. And you would do anything for them even when you weren't feeling your best, right? I think maybe some of you out there, it's either a friend or a spouse or a parent If you have kids, maybe it's them. You respect them so much that no matter how you feel, you're going to treat them with respect, right? That's the kind of place we want to come to when it comes to our bodies. Finding this place where no matter how we feel about our bodies that day, that we treat it with respect and we feed it well and we dress it well and we move it well. That's the kind of place that we want to to come to. And... As we transition to this place, I think what helps get you there is finding gratitude for where you're at and finding the gratitude for all the things that our bodies do for us. So our bodies truly do so much for us. It's like amazing. And recognizing that daily can really help you to make huge shifts in your thoughts and knowing and showing more kindness toward toward yourself. So I want to give you a few examples of what I've used in my own life to help find that gratitude, even when I was still in that stage of binge eating and still trying to figure it out and working through over-exercising and all of these thought patterns. This is one of the things that I did first in showing 
gratitude towards my body for where it was at. So here's some examples. Thank you, body, for all that you do. Thank you for helping me breathe air into my lungs. Thank you for my two arms that allow me to hug those I love. Thank you for my two legs that help me travel to new places. Thank you to my abdomen that protects all my vital organs and keeps me alive. Big deep breath there. When we're able to find this amazing gratitude for all the little things that our body does for us every single day, we start to really recognize that how we treat and respect our bodies is not determined about how they look because they really are doing so much for us to help protect us and help us survive. And finding that gratitude really helps to worn out all of that negativity. We can't think a negative thought and a positive thought at the same time. So when we're in this state of gratitude, it really helps us to shift. One last thought I want to share with you. You are so much more than just what your body looks like. In a society that is obsessed about food and how our bodies look, it can be hard to remember that you are so much more than that. So remember all the things that make you, you. Are you creative, kind, intelligent, driven? Your body is simply a vehicle that holds your soul and allows you to experience life on earth. And that's an amazing thing. It's such a privilege to have a body, isn't it? You were born perfect and worthy of love, and I never want you to forget that. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, make sure to leave a review and subscribe so you never miss a thing. I have so many more amazing things coming for you in the new year, and you don't want to miss it. Thank you all, and have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening into the Mind and Body Strong podcast. You are what makes this movement and message possible. Before you go, could you do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes? This is how the podcast can be discovered by more people and impact even more lives. And don't forget to tag me in your Instagram stories at Katie Pijanowski so I can see what you're listening into. I love you all so much and I'll catch you again on next week's episode.